Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. My name is Carolyn Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle. Our guest today is Alexis Block, a PhD researcher and the creator of Huggybot, a human-sized hugging robot. Alexis is conducting groundbreaking research in human-robot interaction, focusing on how humans and robots can interact in emotionally supportive ways. She's also co-founded the MPI Athena Group, a networking group supporting women in the STEM field. Welcome, Alexis. Thank you so much for having me. We're really excited to have you. This is a topic that when I read about, I definitely wanted to learn more about. Why don't you give our listeners a little bit of information about your background and how you ended up where you are now? I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I attended the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia for my bachelor's and my master's degree. I got my bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering and applied mechanics and two minors. One was in mathematics and one was in engineering entrepreneurship, which was a really wonderful opportunity because it was a degree that was combined with the engineering school and the Wharton Business School. My master's degree was in robotics, and I'm currently finishing up my doctoral degree, which is in computer science through a program called the Max Planck ETH Center for Learning Systems. So since July 2017, I've spent time in Stuttgart, Germany, conducting research at the Max Planck Institute for Intelligent Systems and in Switzerland, working at ETH Zurich. Oh, that is very impressive. You have quite the background there. I think I only understood probably half of those programs, but that's amazing. So how did you come up with this idea of HuggyBot and like using the technology of, of hugging through robots? HuggyBot is a project that is very near and dear to my heart. It started as my master's thesis topic, and I was so passionate about it, and I felt there was so much more work left to do that I decided to continue with the topic for my doctoral thesis as well. When I was 19 years old, unfortunately, my father passed away very suddenly and unexpectedly. And as you can imagine, it was really difficult to deal with, especially because I was living so far away from home. All I wanted was a hug from my mom or my grandma, who were two people who really understood what I was going through and could put some meaning behind the hug. So when it came time to pick my master's thesis, I discussed this with my professor, Dr. Katherine Kuchenbecker. And at the time, she was also missing her mom who lived in California. And together we thought, how amazing would it be if one day you could send customized hugs to your loved ones through a robot? So that's how the idea came about. Wow, that's amazing. And as someone who also lost her dad very suddenly this year, I can definitely relate to it not being easy and just wanting those hugs. So that's really cool. Now, I know there's a lot of technology and and probably challenges with creating a robot that can hug and and getting creating HuggyBot. What are some of the challenges you guys ran into and how has HuggyBot evolved maybe from having to pivot a little bit? Yeah, definitely. There have been many different versions of HuggyBot. I'm actually currently on the fourth version of the robot. So the first version was from my master's thesis, and I used a pre-existing robotic platform 
called a personal robot 2 or a PR2, which was made by a company that no longer exists called Willow Garage. And then when I started my doctoral research, I realized that it really wasn't the best platform. And so I started over completely from scratch and made a new robotic platform that was created specifically for this kind of close social physical interaction. So I, I changed everything from the base to allow you to easily walk up very close to the robot. I created a novel inflatable sensing torso. So the robot is soft and it can tell when a person makes and breaks contact with it. We designed a head and everything from we use a camera now to detect an approaching user and also estimate their height so that the robot's arms can appropriately hit them in the middle of their back. And we also use an adaptive hugging method that models after grasping so that the robot can adjust to your size and your body shape. So it hugs everyone comfortably in a secure embrace, regardless of their body shape or size, and it doesn't hold anyone too tightly or too loosely. Wow, that is that is amazing. A lot of technology and thought has clearly gone into it. That's really cool to hear the whole process. With COVID and, and the pandemic and everything, I imagine this was very popular as people aren't able to really hug humans or see each other as much as they wanted, especially in the past year. Had, had you seen a lot of interest due to the pandemic? Absolutely. I actually just finished running the last experiment of my dissertation, and I had 57 people who participated in the study, and I had a long waiting list. And everyone who reached out to me, I had just advertised on Facebook. I put up a couple flyers and bus stations, and people were emailing me saying, it's been so long since I got a hug. Please let me join and be a part of this study. It was really overwhelming. And one of the questions that I asked in in my surveys was, you know, how many hugs did you used to get from your romantic partners, from your family, from your friends before COVID? And how many hugs have you gotten in the last seven days from your romantic partners, your family and your friends? And it was very upsetting to see the drastic decrease in the number of hugs people have been able to get because of COVID. So I think that has definitely made the robot a little bit more popular. <laughs> Out of curiosity, is your plan to expand this and make a lot of different robots and put them in, like, are people going to be able to get them in their homes, or is it more going to be like a, a science thing? I'm just curious on where you think the future of PuggyBot is. I would love to commercialize this research, and it's something that I'm currently working on and, and looking into. I don't think at this point the robot would be in people's homes. I think it's a little too expensive at this point for a robot that only does one thing. I would hope that far down the line it could be integrated with a robot that has other capabilities that would be more helpful for an individual. Right now, the way that I see it is more for larger institutions to purchase, places like universities, nursing homes, hospitals where many people could benefit from a single robot. I have a feeling you'll have a, a few more people reaching out after our listeners <laughs> learn about HuggyBox. I know even I'm interested in figuring out how to get in your studies or get on that wait list. We always <laughs> ask our, our uh, guests the, the same last question, which is, 
What advice would you give to some of the women who are listening who may have an idea that they want to take to the next level, whether it's a novel technology like yours or a brand new business idea? Like what's a, some either one or two pieces of advice that you might give to someone on how to go about doing that? If you'll allow me, I think I would like to say three things. So the <laughs> thank you. So the first is that I have found it extremely beneficial to surround myself with other supportive and inspiring women. I think there's something very special about having a female mentor to look up to. Mine, Dr. Kuchenbecker, has really inspired me and been able to give me so much advice about how to navigate as a female scientist. And that's been really, really helpful. And seeing someone in a position or a field that you want to be in is very inspiring and can help solidify to you that it's possible. I know I've, I've just learned so much from her. And women tend to look at situations very differently, I've found, than men, which kind of leads me into my second, second topic, which is that if you're truly passionate about something, don't let naysayers deter you from pursuing that. I remember when I first started talking about Huggy Bot, this was back in 2016, my female professor was very supportive. And I remember I told some of my male professors at the University of Pennsylvania, and they kind of laughed at me and they thought it was really stupid. But I, I truly felt passionate about this topic. And I really felt like there was something in it. So if you truly think there's something in your idea, whether it's technology or a new business idea, don't let a few people, a few naysayers deter you from pursuing that. And the final thing that I would say is don't be afraid to ask for help. This is something that I've had to learn and had to work on, but that asking for help is probably one of the smartest things that you can do. And it's really more a sign of strength than, than weakness to be able to acknowledge what you don't know, seek out the answers from those who do, and to learn from them so that you can be better prepared in the future. That's been extremely beneficial for me and, and really, really helpful. I think that's great advice that all of us, especially women, have a lot of trouble sometimes asking for advice. So I think we can't be told uh, too often to do that. But we are very excited to see how HuggyBot continues to evolve and watching as a trend and, and just really happy and appreciative for you taking the time to, to come on our podcast today and be our guest. Thank you so much for having me. It was a, really a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.